first Saturday today. The day we make reparation for offenses committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We do this by going to confession, receiving Holy Communion, reciting five decades of the Rosary, and keeping Our Lady company 15 minutes while meditating on the 15 mysteries of the Rosary, all in with the intention of making reparation to her Immaculate Heart. Now, if by any chance you can't uh, get to confession, you can't get to communion, due to no fault of your own, don't sweat it. Don't give up and do nothing, okay? You can, make, you, can make a good, you can make a good act of contrition and a spiritual communion. And then do your rosary and your 15-minute meditation. You may not get the Grand Slam home run, but hey, at least get on base with a single or a double. From the Acts of the Apostles, we read... Now the church had peace throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria, and was edified, walking in the fear of the Lord, and was filled with the consolation of the Holy Ghost. And it came to pass that Peter, as he passed through, visiting all, came to the saints who dwelt at Lydia. And he found there a certain man named Enos, who had kept his bed for eight years, who was ill of the palsy. Peter said to him, Enos, the Lord Jesus Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. And immediately he rose. And all that dwelt at Lydia and Saron saw him and were converted to the Lord. And in Joppa there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, this woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. Whom when they had washed her and laid her in an upper chamber. And because Lydia was near to Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not be slack, but to come unto them. And Peter, rising up, went with them. And when he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber. And all the widows stood about him, weeping, and showing him the coats and garments which Tabitha made them. And they, all being put forth, Peter knelt down and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise! And she opened her eyes. And seeing Peter, she sat up, and giving her his hand, he lifted her up. When he had called the saints and the widows, he presented her alive. And it was made known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. The Vicar of Christ, St. Peter, is doing exactly the things Jesus did. All the apostles are. Okay, we're going to finish up the Bread of Life discourse in John. These things Jesus said, teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, hearing it, said, This saying is hard. Who can hear it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples murmured at this, said to him, Does this scandalize you? He's talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. If then you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit 
and life. Now this is the verse that non-Catholics will use to refute the Catholic teaching on the Eucharist, that it is really Jesus' body. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profits nothing. That's what they say. They interpret it to mean Jesus is not present in the Eucharist because it says the flesh profits nothing. But if you take that to its logical conclusion, it just blows up on itself. The flesh profiteth nothing. Well, the Gospel of John also says that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Does that profit nothing? Jesus' flesh was nailed to the cross. Does that profit nothing? Here's how to properly interpret that. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. In other words, this ain't no regular flesh you're going to eat. This is divine flesh, the spirit. It's the spirit that quickeneth, his divinity. This is divine flesh, not ordinary flesh. These people were standing there listening to him say, you got to eat my flesh. And they're thinking of cannibalism. They're thinking, wow, i got to go up to this guy's forearm and take a bite of it? It is the spirit that quickeneth. It's sacramental. They're going to eat his flesh under the, under the sacramental appearance of bread. It's a spiritual eating of his flesh. It is his flesh, it is, but it's a sacramental eating of it, a spiritual eating of it. Totally real. It is his flesh, but not like eating live forearms. It's a sacramental consuming of Jesus' body, not a cannibalistic consuming of his body. As he says, it's the spirit that quickeneth his divinity, and it's sacramental. Continues on. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. And he said, Therefore did I say to you that no man can come to me unless it is given him by my Father. After this, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Will you also go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Baltimore Catechism on the Holy Eucharist. What is the Holy Eucharist? Jesus. That's the perfect answer right there. Here's what the Catechism says. The Holy Eucharist is the sacrament which contains the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ under the appearances of bread and wine. It is Jesus indeed. When did Christ institute the Eucharist? At the Last Supper, the night before I died. Who was present when he instituted the Eucharist? The Twelve Apostles. How did he institute the Eucharist? By taking bread, blessing, breaking, and giving to his apostles, saying, Take ye and eat, this is my body. And then by taking the cup of wine, blessing, and giving it, saying to them, Drink ye all of this, this is my blood, which shall be shed for the remission of sins. Do this for a commemoration of me. Again, do what? Change bread into my body. Change wine into my blood. 
When our Lord said, This is my body, the substance of the bread was changed into the substance of his body. When he said, This is my blood, the substance of the wine was changed into the substance of his blood. Get where we're going with this? Transubstantiation, this substance. Jesus Christ is whole and entire, both under the form of bread and under the form of wine. After the substance of the bread and wine had been changed into the substance of the body and blood of our Lord, there remained only the appearances of bread and wine. It says, what do you mean by appearances? By appearances or accidents of bread and wine, we mean the figure, the color, the taste, the smell, whatever appears to the senses. And what is this change of bread and wine into the body and blood of our Lord called? Transubstantiation. Substance of bread turns into the substance of his flesh. Transubstantiation. How was the substance of bread changed into the substance of the body and blood of Christ? By God's almighty power. It says, this change of bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ continues to be made in the church by Jesus Christ through the ministry of his priests. When did Jesus give his priests the power to do this? He gave his priests the power to change his bread into his body at the Last Supper, when he said to the apostles, Do this in commemoration of me. Again, do what? Turn bread into my body. Turn wine into my blood. And the final question, how do priests exercise the power of changing bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ? Answer, through the words of consecration in the Mass. This is my body. This is my blood. All right, you guys be ready for uh, 4.30 Mass. Be over there at 4.15. I'll meet you over there after work. As it's the first Saturday, we'll offer that Mass in reparation for all sins committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mother Mary.